Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Father, we thank you for your word that is sweet, it's a blessing. We thank you for bringing us to this place and doing a new work in our lives. May your name be praised. May your name be glorified in all. In Jesus' name, say a big amen. amen. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 16. The word of God says, But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Praise the Lord. We are talking about the blessing of sacrifice, part three. Scripture we have just read is encouraging us, admonishing us to please God. And is showing us how we can please God. Or one of the ways that we can please God. And if you read the verse number 15, you realize that he was talking to them about giving a sacrifice of praise unto God continually with the fruit of their lips. And uh, that particular verse is showing us a type of sacrifice that believers are expected to give unto God. And that is a sacrifice of praise. And how is that done? With the fruit of our lips, giving thanks. Praise the Lord. Then he goes on to say that, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So here we see that everything here is pointing to what makes God receive a sacrifice as a pleasing and acceptable sacrifice. He said, for with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. So, we know that the path of sacrifice or the path of sacrifices is a major path for the child of God that wants to please God. For with such sacrifices, God is not just pleased, is well pleased. So, one of the ways 
to live your life in the will of God. When you say God is pleased with something, that means you are in the will of God. One of the ways to live in the will of God is to live a sacrificial life. Let me just say that you can please God and possibly if the world there is anything to write home about, you will know that it is not every child of God who is pleasing God is in the realm of well-pleased. It just gives you levels. There are things that are pleasing to God and there are things that pleases him well, well. Are you here? Are you sure you are here? And so, when we dance, it pleases God. We praise him. It's, it's, it's wonderful. But consistently in scripture, you see is well-pleasing, well-pleasing, and is going in the way of, direct, uh, of sacrifices. My own opinion from scripture looks like it's easier for some things to be done than some other things. And the things that God knows that you have to die to self to do, those things, they please him well, well. Hey. If we say, how many people are willing to dance for the Lord here right now? Many people will rise. How many people are willing to sacrifice a certain whatever, whatever? You see that, Charlie? Head scratching will start. So, the things that will require you to use a lot of your faith to do. Please, you see, I keep telling you that faith is not air. It's not what? Faith is not some mystical smoke. Or some substance being some heaven somewhere. That when you tap into the miraculous will start happening. Majority of the time in the Bible, when Bible is talking about faith, it's actually pointing us to something that we ought to do as an expression of faith in God. So if you put that scripture there, you will find out that it says, but to do, to do, you, you forget about the good. But to do, but to what? Yeah, yeah. He didn't say, but to wish, but to imagine, but to like, you, when we say somebody should have faith, it, the Bible says you should be doing more. Praise the Lord. Yeah. But to do good and to communicate. That word communicate there means to share. To what? Yeah, it's not to be talking in church. It's like you and I, we are talking. It's like, as for talking, birds even talk. To do good and to communicate. <laughs> Forget not. 
Forget not. Yeah, people can easily forget the principle of sacrificing. Doing good is giving. Is what? Sharing is has to do with coming to the human level where you part with what you have. Especially when it's within your power. Do good. <laughs> do good. In church, people want you to come to church, but people don't want you to give God anything in church. It's a very demonic theory. That is emerging. Very demonic. People don't want good to be done in the kingdom. It's like the church has money already. Wow. I heard somebody, I heard somebody talking. I, I, was, I was surprised. He was interviewing an occultic um, priest. He was commending occultic priest for cooking for people to eat. And he said that he was very happy with that occultic church because of that African traditional worship. But you see, all of that have come into the church, so they categorize all of them as what church. He said it was very, it was very happy with that kind of church because he believes that the church should feed the people, not the people feeding the church. I said, "Wow, what a what a, what a principle!" What a principle! That we come to church to be fed. What? Physical food. If someone is feeding people physical food, it's not, it's not a mistake. There's nothing, there's no problem about it. But that is not the mandate of the church. <laughs> the mandate of the church is to give people spiritual food, not physical food. And when the church wants to give physical food, even in the Bible, the, f- the food the church gave, everyone brought and they gave to one another. And where the church had to feed, they fed a section of the church. The widows. Everybody was not fed. So, the church can decide to do some some, I don't know how to even put it, but can have a welfare program for some people who may need it because it may be prudent to do so, it may be necessary to do that, but the mandate of the church is not to be feeding people. Has government finished feeding the, the citizens? The mandate of the government is to be feeding the people. The government is voted not to just do free SHS. It's to feed the whole citizens with food. That is the work of the government, not the church. And I've not heard anybody saying that the mosque should feed the people in the mosque. It's like anybody wakes up and has a stone in their head, they throw it at the church. 
So, it's to do good. The church has been doing good. No religion has built more police stations in this country than the church. No schools, not hospitals. But anybody can still shoot the church. And that kind of a thing is happening because the church itself has forgotten that one of our strongest points is sacrifice. So when someone is sitting on radio and is speaking against sacrifice, you are not even proud because you don't know that sacrifice is one of your core mandates. So you feel like the person is giving you revelation that you don't even know and you are, you are now seeing. That's why people began to follow the heresy of don't pay tight. Don't give to the work of God. Just do as anyhow as you want. And it's like people were wow. Wow. If you don't, I've, not, I've never seen God lean before. The church has never collapsed. When people gave, the church didn't become bigger. When people didn't give, the church didn't disappear. But I know that when people gave, the people were blessed. As against people thinking that it is the church that get blessed. It is the people that get blessed for sacrificing. And uh, when people didn't give, the church did not become lean. I'm telling you that when the COVID came, if I tell you the budget this church used in feeding communities, you will run. Now, in that lean season, the church didn't collapse. <laughs> the church became stronger. Are you following now? Because, the, look, the church doesn't deal with the offerings that come here on Sunday. The tithe that comes here on Sunday. The church deals with five loaves of bread and two fishes. And how that one is able to feed 5,000 strong men, women and children not counted. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Christians cannot say that. They will hear something is going on like that. They will, they will even put it. They don't even know where they stand. It's like the pastors now, they, they, we don't know why they collect money, they chop the money, blah, blah, blah. Man, watch your mouth. When you don't know where you stand, when you meet people who have eloquence, look, eloquence is not equal to wisdom. It's just enticing words of man's wisdom. By the time you know, an eloquent person will dazzle you. With words, and you think like it is when you 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 go back and reflect, then you will know that you were just dazzled, dazzled. Sacrifice will make God very very well pleased. So He says that do good and don't forget it. Don't forget to do this thing. Hey. Don't forget. <laughs> I'm feeling it. And, and please, by the way, let me just say that. What doesn't work for the unbeliever 
the construction of the believer. In fact, what I should say is that the construction, the nomenclature of the believer is different from that of the unbeliever. I'm saying that what I'm saying right now, some pastors cannot say. Because they say that all human beings are they know. When somebody is in the shrine swearing to an idol, it's different from the one who never entered the shrine to swear to the idol. And that is also different from the one who lifted their hand to Jesus Christ. These three people are never the same. Uh, you want me to say it again? <laughs> a sister who has not slept with anybody before is called a virgin. It's different from the sister who is married and slept with her husband that is never infected with any disease. Has had sex, but it's different from the one who has never slept before. Those two people, they are that sister is also different from the sister who is not married or married and has slept with a brother who has HIV or some other sexually transmitted. And I'm telling you that if you tested these three people, you will know that they are not the same. That's what I'm saying. You see that though all of them are standing there. <laughs> oh, more. <laughs> when you get to understand that if anyone be in Christ is a new creature. All things are passed. It's a new person. Your whole system spiritually is different from whatever this world ever knows. That's what the Bible is saying that. Do not conform. So, there is the treatment you need to succeed in this life is different from the interventions the unbeliever needs. Especially spiritually. To become whatever they have to become. So, when you don't recognize that your nomenclature is different from theirs and you are trying to uh, apply the same intervention. <laughs> it doesn't work, man. It doesn't work. One may work for the unbeliever. If they don't give sacrament, that's, that's their kingdom. But if you are in this kingdom, I'm going to show you something. That you have to know who you are. That's why your power is in discovering yourself in Christ. Christ in you is the only hope of glory. Is God talking to somebody? That's why when you don't know who you are, anybody can define what you are to you. But when you know who you are, then you will know what it takes. Please, don't be a Ghanaian, go to America and think that you are an American. Because when it's COVID time, you will see that the welfare package, hmm, it doesn't cover you. And when two of you commit the same crime, you see that one can be deported and, and the other one, the intervention will be different. I'm just telling you that it is, it is a foolish man's mind to think that we are all the same. And if you are different from someone and you allow them to make you feel like you are them, 
The problem is not them. The problem is you. You must know who you are. Yeah. That's why some Christians will say, an unbeliever will see a Christian and say that, your pastor no, is deceiving you. You yourself, if you know who you are, and if you know the truth, no, somebody should not be telling you somebody is deceiving you. You should know when you are being deceived. And you should know when you are not being deceived. So when somebody comes to tell you that you are being deceived, you will know what it is. You don't need anybody to be telling you. If you know who you are, and if you know the boundaries within which you should operate, and if you know your word, what must be operating you? You know, you don't need anybody to be telling you fables and proverbs and stories and giving you genealogies. Don't eat pig. Pig the daddy. It is not an order for the believer. That you shouldn't eat pig. <laughs> That's not, it is not an abomination in Christianity. Are you following? Are you sure you are here? A Christian sister in her menses coming to the altar is not an abomination. In fact, she can lead praise and worship and it will be very powerful. Because the Holy Ghost will come. Yes, nice. It is not what is prescribed by Jesus Christ. Yeah. The shrine can prescribe that. Don't come here. Don't come here. We're born some member. But not the church. If you don't know who you are and what the word of God stands for, you'll be using all manner of principles to mix up what the Bible says. I'm still talking about sacrifice. Because we can be in church and not know what makes us powerful, what makes us function. We can be in church and we don't know. Hey. <laughs> First Peter 2.5. Yeah, just check. I just want to show you the nomenclature of the believer. Yes, just go and learn that word today. If you, if, you, if you are not comfortable with the word, it's possible to. It's, it's, it's changing. Beautiful. Please, that scripture, is it a beautiful scripture? It said, Ye also. In fact, we should read the verse before so that it will be like saying, I love you to somebody. You know, it should make meaning. <laughs> I'm feeling it. He said, to whom coming as unto a living stone that's allowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You see, that he's just saying that sometimes men can disqualify some people. But uh, some people that men disqualify, they have been qualified, chosen by God. And they are not just chosen. Those people are precious in the eyes of God. Are you here now? 
I'm, I'm showing you something. That the way God's, the God of our Christianity, Jesus Christ, the way he sees things is different from the God of that other people. That we are not serving the same God. And in case you don't want to serve Jesus Christ, then this preaching is not for you. Because as for our Holy Spirit, he is not following your human mind. And the philosophies you have re- read in some books that some people be wrote, we don't know even who they are. And our Jesus Christ, he didn't marry Mary Magdalene. He never married Mary Magdalene. And Adam did not have any wife apart from Eve. Our our Bible (laughs) does not subscribe to information in non-canonite books. The fifth and sixth books of Moses is not part of our Bible. It can be part of any what they can call whatever. But it's not part. Have you seen it in our Bible? It's not part of the syllabus. I remember my first year in the university. I used to have this economics book, A level book, from my big sister. And I I read the book. So we're in in an economics class. And the teacher threw a question and started answering from that level. The teacher said, no, this one is beyond here. So in a nutshell, what are you trying to say? And I'm a born a tough and I'm a cancer level. They say, now what kind of nonsense? When I'm a petty, somebody said, Fifth and six books of Moses, it's not in our Bible. Book of Enoch is in your Bible, Joshua is not in your Bible. Whatever eh, Bible did not prescribe, don't swallow. If it was necessary, God would have given us. He said, you ask for the truth, you cannot take from the truth, nor add to the truth. The truth must be the truth. Is God talking to somebody here today? I I know that the message has become some way, but it it is powerful. So sometimes people can sit and dazzle. And it looks like there is something you should know that you don't know. It's like you should have known more. It's like you should... I, really? You should know. It is reading those things that the Bible didn't think were necessary to be part of the compilation that the Holy Spirit had allowed holy men to put together. Is the reason why we don't take cutlass in church. Yeah, but in other books, using cutlass for a direction is allowed, but in our Bible, no, any, like, it's not there. And you can't interpret the scriptures 
with your mind or with your philosophies from your other religion. Or with what your religion says. You can't just try and make it relevant in our Bible. Don't, don't. The Bible is a Bible. It follows its own contest. And you must follow the test, the flow of the test. And you, you need the Holy Spirit in Paul to help you to follow. You can't follow with just, just your ungodly mind. You want to follow these holy scriptures. Just watch. And that is why the Apostle Paul was telling them that, look, it is not necessary to engage in arguments, debates, because you are dealing with somebody who sees a crocodile as a human being. Trying to let you know that a human being is equal to crocodile. Because in their world, a crocodile is a human being. Yes. How do you even try to convince such a person that a crocodile is not a human being? And they will be insistent and because many people are carnal, it is likely that they will win against the truth. But your truth is not their truth. Your reality is not their reality. Are you here? Are you following the thing at all? So when we are dealing with Bible study, we compare Bible says scripture to scripture. Precept upon precept, line upon line. We are not talking about what some um, some Jewish rabbi wrote somewhere, some whoever says somewhere. Some no, 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 no. And please, let me just tell you here today for free that Christianity is not a white man's religion. You hear any pastor saying that that pastor is mad? It's mad. You have to tell us that mathematics is a white man's subject. So that we will accept that before the black man knew the white man, they were not putting stones together and calling it one, two. Let us know that it didn't exist before the white man appeared in Africa. We were counting long time. Long time. Before they brought books. So you see, you hear one person who said that they wrote the Bible to enslave people. What, what, what crap? Just say, hey. Wrote the Bible for. The, what did the black man write? Did the Bible say that the person who wrote Matthew is a white man. And Luke is an Asian. What kind of lifestyle? It's like when people, they, they don't have anything to do. The people who have lost their ministry and their way with God can now want, come and they want fame and they sit and say any nonsense to confuse my generation. Christianity is not white man's religion. And (laughs) please, B. 
Benin, Republic of Benin. Maybe the country that has made voodoo practice very pronounced. But I'm telling you that before they made voodoo their national religion, white people were already flying as witches. Long time. Long, long, long. When did black people in Africa start acting movies? The horror film that the white people have been acting. Did they have to come to Africa before acting the horror films? Black people, did they watch Harry Potter more than white people? All humanity crave for divinity. That's why, listen, the, if the, the thing in the white man is the same thing in the black man or in medicine is different the white man has two hearts and four kidneys what a joke it's a defeatist principle defeatist philosophy to think that Christianity is a white man's religion it's not a white man's religion Christianity is simply Jesus Christ. You receive him. Finish. Who gave it to you? Doesn't matter. No. Who gave it to you? Doesn't matter. So who made the air? White man or black man? And the earth too. You have to understand your own nomenclature. I can't be wrong. <laughs> to know how your system must function. So that you will not adopt other people's way of functionality and think that you should function when you are applying the wrong things. First Peter 2.5 Scripture says that these people who are rejected or disallowed by men, they are chosen by God and they are precious. <laughs> and in that verse 5, it says that not only are they precious, it says that ye also as lively stones. You are what? Lively stones. Now, please understand that if you are dealing with a natural man, he knows that stone is an inanimate thing and it's a non-living thing. Did you go to school? When we come to the Bible, it's saying that ye also, you are a lively stone. So definitely is not dealing with natural matters. And as a lively stone, he said, ye are built up. A spiritual house. What are you? Please talk to me now. What are you? I can't hear you. <laughs> As you are sitting here right now, Satan in his wickedness knows that you are not a natural house. 
Heaven recognizes you as a spiritual house. And in fact, when you go into Corinthians, it actually says that you are not just a, but you are a temple. A temple that houses the Holy Spirit. That's why you are not, if you are not taught like this, all you are thinking is, I, I am a human being. I am a natural person. I'm a, but if you ever find yourself in the kingdom of Christ, you have to know your nomenclature. That you are a spiritual house. That's who you are. You are a temple for the Holy Spirit. Beautiful. Are you here now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is when you have come to a place of saying that, Charlie, I'm taking my walk with Christ serious. And I want to know who I am in Christ. I'm showing you one now. That you are a spiritual what? House. That is why you have the power to determine what comes in and what goes out. And you are, that's when people say that the word of faith preaching is not part of whatever, whatever Christianity. You are just speaking grammar. You are speaking grammar. You, you and I, our understanding is so limited until the Holy Spirit helps us. And if you are reading book from people whose understanding is as limited as you and I, you will still be limited. Until God comes in. Yeah. So, the fact that pastors could not pray for people with COVID infection to be healed, it has defeated the fact that the scripture saying that Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And then that's, it's a lie that they said that there is healing in the name of Jesus. Are you joking? <laughs> are you joking? Are you joking? Hey! You are joking. This, the last time this lady said she was healed of something. I've even forgotten what it is. What is it? She was having some nerves issue here. This one. Huh? This one. It's not it's not a, it's not a primary teacher. I'm not denigrating it, but you will understand what I'm saying. It's not a tomato seller. She's not a banker. This one is a scientist. Are you here? And it's not in a secondary school laboratory. She's in University of Ghana. She's in Kolebu. She's in the lab. He's working with real lives investigating human body, human beings, do a sign. I'm just, I'm showing you that. Somebody like that, when he says that I had a nerve problem and the intervention was not working. And 
the Holy Spirit, pastor prayed and the Holy Spirit healed me. Are you the one with your mouth? With your chalk in the classroom? Or counting money in the teller's box in the bank? Are you the, you, you that doesn't understand what goes on in the human body or anything? Are you the one? Coming to say that there is no power in praying for people to be healed. Are you serious? Like, like serious? I don't know what the devil did this evening. (laughs) The guy is in trouble. May God help you eh, to align with what is real in Jesus' name. What's the point I'm making? You are a spiritual house. You are what? Now, it says that ye also as lively stones. That's why it is possible for the stone, your own kind of stone in this kingdom. To be different from the one that you know around, which they used to mix mortar. You are a lively stone. And you are built up a spiritual, you belong to a particular structure. It's called spiritual house. And holy priesthood. Now, because you are a spiritual house, you are to offer up spiritual what? Talk to me now. To offer what? What? Acceptable to God by what? You see that? Because you are a spiritual house, it is also required of you to offer sacrifices that are in that same frequency. So the Bible says spiritual what? Sacrifices. I'm a spiritual house. To create power in this house, the spiritual house does not need carnal sacrifices. That is why the Bible has told us if our sacrifice will be effective, it will be acceptable, pleasing in his sight, it must follow the standard. This, that, 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 that. So that it will fit into what the spiritual house will accept. Are you here at all? <laughs> Please, let me say that. A shrine is not powerful because of the building. It is because of the rituals. That are done there. The kind of ritual. If it is only a cocoa ritual. It has a certain measure of power. Goat. Cow. Human beings. Different, different level. So the, the sacrifices that are done there. On the altar of the shrine. Determines the power of that shrine. And I'm just telling you right now. That as a spiritual house. You don't just become powerful because you are just a spiritual house. You are powerful because of the things that fuel and fan power in that spiritual house. And he's showing that one of those things is spiritual sacrifices. And somebody is telling you, why will you carry your this and send it to God? 
They are a physical house. They need wood. They need silver. They need charcoal. They need LPG gas to create fire in their house. You to your spiritual house. What you need to create fire in your house are spiritual ingredients that you must put together to build a spiritual sacrifice for the altar in the spiritual house. So the question is, how do believers become powerful? Understand that you are a spiritual house. And the thing that will make you powerful, one of those things is that you must perform spiritual sacrifice. Can you imagine when a shrine is there and no sacrifice is being performed there, how wasted the shrine will become? That's what happens. I'm just using it side by side. When a spiritual house is there, and that house is starved of spiritual sacrifices. Sister, the thing is not in the name of God is not a respecter of persons that you are a spiritual house. The spiritual sacrifices that you perform into your spiritual house is what would generate that level of power that must be generated for the full functioning of your destiny. You don't sit for somebody to be telling you that, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? In the kingdom of God, we do things based on revelation. Somebody is telling you because the person is not a spiritual house and doesn't need spiritual sacrifices for their journey. But you and I are spiritual houses. Man, Hey, imagine when the Range Rover is speaking to the aircraft. How the aircraft should be fueled. And the Range Rover is telling the aircraft that, ah, by you, go and buy uh, um, V Power. Or what's the other one? FE Max. Just buy petrol. Look, car petrol is different from aviation fuel. Plane, if you want to fly, it's not V power. You allow that Range Rover to convince you to put Kilosa <laughs> Paradika. There are some people, as I'm saying, and somebody is getting angry with that fuel attendant that put diesel into your petrol tank. You are getting angry. And all of a sudden you saw that your car was not functioning well again. It would just stop. Because you allowed the fuel attendant to de- decide that me share car we know. We know share a diesel. Hey. And to pass a man. Opa can walk at you and say, hey, we know. Air petrol. Me say, Obuahus air petrol and air diesel. My car is what? The, the face may look like a diesel car. Even the sound may sound like a diesel car. But I'm telling you that put what inside. Because you know the nomenclature of your car. 
Don't let somebody determine the kind of fuel you put in your, in your car. I'm saying that when you're a spiritual house, don't let unbelievers determine the spiritual sacrifices. Don't let that happen. Because it will bring you to a halt. And you have to overhaul the whole system. So, when we are talking about sacrifice, it's a serious matter. It's what? <laughs> Last Sunday we said that when you get to a certain stage of your life, you, what you need is a sacrifice to move to the next level. What you need is what? Yeah. If you like say, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I say you, whether you believe it or not, this basket is still here. My headmaster in St. Augustine's, he said, those of you who don't believe heaven is hell is, I'm advising you. Believe that heaven is and hell is. If you believe and you live your life in order to go to heaven and to escape hell and you go and both of them are not there, you have not lost. But if you argue here that it's not, it's not and you go and they are there. Oh, you are. <laughs> I don't know if God is blessing somebody now. Please, ask for sacrifice. If you cut yourself from sacrifice, you have cut yourself from power for the spiritual house. This, that's why some people, you see that, their life, some areas are not functioning. Because the stones, <laughs> the stones, they feast on the sacrifice. That's why, watch it. Lively stone. That's why in the Bible, when they wanted to perform sacrifice, they would bring stone. They, they would set the altar with stones and say, you are living stone. They feast on the blood from the sacrifice. To come alive. It's not a normal stone. In Bethel, Jacob put a stone there. Poured oil on it. <laughs> Elijah comes. The bar prophet, he takes 12 stones to rebuild the altar of God. And then puts the sacrifice there. High fire comes. So the, the reason why people are lively stones and they are operating dead is because that spiritual house there is no energy. No current is flowing through that house. Are you here at all? Is God talking to somebody now? Yeah. Hey. This kind of nothing, nothing. Look, there's something. Uza, Uza. The ark was in his house. 
for many months. He was misbehaving around. Then the act came out and he wanted to bring his misbehavior from the private space to the public space. And said, the thing was on a cut. It was about to, it was tilting small. He went to touch it. He said, because people don't understand. That's why familiarity is dangerous. People don't know when something is there, behaving normal because we are in a normal time. And people don't get to discern that now this thing has been activated. People, people, people don't understand that. When the ark is outside has been activated like that, you want to go and touch it when you are not a prescribed person. You will go one time. So, it, God is not ruling this world with your mind though. You must follow how God wants to do his things for your life to go well. Because you you cannot add anything to God. It is God who can add to you. And he says you are a spiritual house. And you will function well when you perform spiritual sacrifices. Thank God that in Christ, He said, "Acceptable to God by what? By what? Not by the idol worship in your household, or by what some fake prophet is saying somewhere. Not by that. It must be at the measure, to the measure, by the measure that Jesus has prescribed in the Bible." Sakawa is not acceptable to God by Jesus. So that you don't now take the spiritual sacrifices and start slaughtering chicken. Acceptable. To God by what? Jesus Christ. If you are here, say, I am here. Feeling it. I'm feeling it. Brother, sister, as a spiritual house, your power is in your sacrifice. I was listening to a man of God, and he said, A brother was not doing well and then came and a word came and bam he started doing well in Nigeria so he went to the village and built a massive mansion there for the family now in that village he had an uncle that uncle is the spirit of death that no matter who you are, when the uncle wants to kill you, he will quench you. All he has to do is to speak to you and you will be gone. If he shakes you, you don't even have time to aspire. So this guy went to build in record time for the mother and all those things. 
And he slept in the village. They went to do this reopening. Uh, the opening, how do you call it? Housewarming and opening the house. And he was there. When it was told him that the uncle said he will come and greet him in the morning. Remember that if this uncle even sends greeting to you from far, you are gone. But to come and say he's, he's coming to shake you and he's been killing people like that. So the guy's mom was afraid for the son. So in the night, the guy was praying and was happy telling the mother how he couldn't wait to meet the uncle in the morning. The mother started, the mother knew that he's just lost one child. So in the morning, the guy showered and put on his attire. Couldn't wait. And then there the uncle just appeared. So as the uncle was coming. Stretched his hand to say. Well done. He didn't shake the uncle. He hugged the uncle. The mother started crying. If shaking is equal to death. How do you assess hugging? He embraced the uncle. He was enjoying the uncle. And the uncle, when the guy left him, the uncle said, Ah, I've made a mistake. He said, For the first time in my life, I made a mistake. I miscalculated. No, knowing when the guy was doing all these things, when the pastor prayed for him, the pastor gave him one of pastor's dress. That time. And when he was going for the housewarming, he took it in the briefcase. It is that dress he wore to face the uncle. It was a full armor. <laughs> When he now wore that, he couldn't wait to use that, uh, that mantle. When he, he, he hugged that uncle, fire entered that uncle. Within that same week, the uncle died. Call it spiritual house. Say spiritual house. I can't hear you. Say spiritual house. This pastor I'm talking about. I have met him like he's one of the few pastors that I'm comfortable to say that this is a spiritual father. When they are they were building their church building in Nigeria, he and his wife alone they bought no less than 20 trucks for the building site. I'm not talking about Tico, I'm talking about trucks. For carrying stones. Brand new. Not Tokumbo. And they bought more. And more and more. Said, I'm just telling you that. That kind of a person praying. 
the anything that has made contact with him is a dynamite working because the power for that spiritual house is in the sacrifices It is this sacrificial power that can make you and I rebuke the devil and overcome him by the blood of the lamb. Are you here now? So, you people tell you, eh, why are you doing? Look, you are doing yourself. When you withdraw from sacrifice, and by the way, let me tell you, tithing is not a sacrifice. First fruit is not a sacrifice. No. Your sacrifice is in your in what is yours. What is not yours. You can't say you are sacrificing it. We see your sacrifice in your 90. Assuming your salary is all you are. <laughs> Some people all they are is your salary. So your sacrifice is in your 90. That's where, when you, you hate yourself like that, like we learned on Sunday. He that lost his life will lose it. But he that hated his life in this life on earth shall be kept for him in eternity. When you hate yourself like that from your 90, then you are gaining life. Spiritual life, eternity. Thankfully, I'm teaching this sacrifice and I'm not raising funds. So, I'm in Casa. Because I've never said that bring money. I'm telling you that because you and I are children of God and we can, one of the ways we can spiritually make our spiritual house your destiny function is sacrifice. Don't let anybody convince you. Have you not seen that? Even people who are not Christians, when they see that Christians are doing something, they bring something. How about you? That is a friend of mine building his church. One Muslim, and I respect that Muslim, God, that Muslim gets sense. He said, I've seen that you are building this thing here. He brought a deeper load of cement. He said, I don't know, but this is me too. This is God's work. He, Muslim. And there are Christians around who have not seen. Hey. Sacrifice. <laughs> Sister. 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 Recently, one man of God said that by divine calculation, <clears throat> from 2020, we don't have more than 10 years for Jesus to come. Yeah, that, that's a calculation. I don't know whether it's true or it's not true. So, <laughs> what my daughter said that, that, that she just added 10 to her age. <laughs> and she said, it means I will not reach this age. So why am I going to school? (laughs) I said, the Bible said, no man knows the hour. But, 
You see? Something like that is tricky. Because I believe that no man knows the hour was also the same in the days of Noah. So when now the hour was shown to a man and he started announcing, they said, no man knows the hour. And they were there and the, the flat clock. I'm sure when the rain started coming, they said, oh, since you did, after that, it never stopped. Sister, now that you are whatever age you are, against the expected year you wanted to marry, and you have even passed it by five, six, seven, eight. Some of you are a decade more than your expected marital year. You need a sacrifice. You need what? And Chebia, you will overtake your mother. And Chebia, you need a sacrifice. What do you need? Brother, what do you need? You need a sacrifice. To enter now. <laughs> you need a sacrifice. Some stage of your life, you need to change the battle strategy. To change the result, change the battle strategy. Praise the Lord. That's why we teach such a key. It's a major key. It has worked for Christians. It has worked for idol worshippers. It has worked for atheists. It has worked for. It has. It. It is just working anywhere in the hand of anyone. Use it. If it is your bank account, you are thinking of when you die, it's no longer your bank account. Even if you didn't make a will, <laughs> it will belong to somebody. Are you here now? Yes. You better use it to, to push your agenda in Christ. Is God talking to somebody? As I'm standing here, this month I've been telling myself, this scripture I quoted in Hebrews 13, whatever to you, 16. I've been asking myself, this one that the Bible says that to do good, don't forget, I am planning, what exactly must I do? There is something I must that to do. I must enter that to do. And ultimately, one of my dreams is one day, unilaterally build a massive temple for Jesus Christ. Recently I heard Bishop Oedipo talking and he said this year on his own from his pocket he has built 100 plus churches. The whole keeper's house. We, we have not built any church. We just try to do some. Some one or two. On his own from his pocket. And if he says he built a church. He's not talking about a thousand seater church. 
Are you here? Or you are troubled? Please, anybody whose sacrifice is higher than you, eh? Don't contend with them. It's another level of battle that you... I said I watched the film. The guys came with guns to shoot this Mexican mafia. He too was coming with knives. And he was alone. This gang was like, like seven. They, they shoot him. He dodges the bullet and he kills them with the knives. And when he got to the last person... The guy was holding a gun. He couldn't shoot. And he asked him, he said, you entered the wrong battle. He said, why did you enter into a battle of knives with a gun? All the gunmen died. Before they shoot, the, the, the knife-wielding guy has shot knife into them, chucking, chucking them, killing them at will. He was like a, a child that wanted to play and they have brought the play. He was enjoying it. I've not seen a human being who is not afraid of bullets like that. And that's how many Christians do. You enter into a battle of knives with a gun. It's not in the shouting. It's not in the voice. It's not in the antics. It's not in the sound. Join the testa Frede Krede Fe Shekrede Feleke Sevrede Krede is our one tongues yet. It's not it's not in that. <laughs> you are using gun for the battle of knives. Please let's rise. <laughs> the clapping is free, why? <laughs> You have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204-916-168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministry.